Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Snowboarding, sponsored by Mountain Vibes and Pearl Wax, featuring your host, myself, Emily Sorger. And Jared Shinoda. We want to say a quick thank you to our sponsors, Mountain Vibes, who sells quality apparel in order to raise money to put on events for abused and at-risk youth, and Pearl Wax, based in Colorado, who is a sponsor of these events as well, and they have made eco-friendly ski and snowboard wax for two decades. You can use code VIBES with a Z for 15% off when shopping on their website at pearlwax.com. Today, we will be interviewing an amazing guest. He's an extremely talented writer. He's a halfpipe Olympian, has plenty of impressive podiums, including some at X Games. And he's a huge advocate for mental and physical well-being as well, and even started his own nonprofit called the Happy Healthy Brain Foundation. I am so pleased to introduce Jake Pates. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Right on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate excited it. Excited to have you. Makes me sound great. We're definitely excited to have you on this podcast, and we're really looking forward to hearing more about you and what you've been up to recently. So you're from Colorado, right? Yep. Local Colorado boy, uh, born in Boulder, and I moved up to the Vail Valley, I think when I was like around two, and kind of went back and forth between here and Glenwood for a bit, kind of in the Aspen Valley. And yeah, still here. So nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful area out there. Which mountains do you mostly ride at? You know, I spend a lot of time in Summit County at Copper. Um, they have got a pretty fun park. So I spend a good amount of time there. And then this season, I've had just a little bit more time to like go film and create content. So I try to explore Aspen a little bit. It's been a few years since I've been up there riding. So I went to Snowmass and Buttermilk and um, then again, back in the Vail Valley a little bit. So I was at Vail and uh, spent some time at Beaver Creek too, just kind of all over. Sweet. Awesome. Well, yeah, I myself would like to get out to copper and some of those other mountains and do some riding uh, later this season for sure. And growing up in Colorado, was it pretty easy getting into snowboarding then since you're so close to all these obviously really big, great mountains, or how did you really get your start in snowboarding? I remember learned to ski day at school. I think it was second grade. I didn't want to ski like everybody else. I wanted to snowboard, but I had no idea how, so I had to learn first. And then my mom took me up to Arrowhead, which was I think it's only like 20 minutes from our house. It's in Avon. And we kind of just messed around for a couple of days and uh, she got me some gear and I got to just ride and it was pretty fun. So and then never stopped since. Awesome. But does the rest of your family uh, snowboard and ski then too, I assume? Yeah. And so I kind of grew up skiing with my brother. We did like Buddy Warner and stuff together until I was about eight. He's two years older than me and he was a competitive skier for a while he's done like the rev tours and some world cups and stuff like that. It's a big air event. So he was always killing it. Um, and he, he was on the ski side and I was on the snowboard side, which was cool. We kind of had both spectrums a little bit of crossover. Yeah. Yeah. And then my sister, she kind of grew up snowboarding as well, but she kind of is now more of an equestrian rider. So she does like a lot of horse stuff, but my parents both telly and snowboard as well. So. Wow, it sounds like you got a very talented family there. We know that too, your brother Cole, of course, I've seen your Instagram. I'm sure a lot of our our listeners have um, seen the content on your Instagram. He does a lot of your filming, is that right? He's, He's super talented, we've seen. Is he the one who basically does all your filming or do you kind of switch between a few different ones? No, when I can, I just do it with Cole because he's super talented. He's, I would say, one of the best cinematographer, photographer, videographers in the industry right now. He's kind of on his way up. You'll see 
like he's done some videos with Sean White and he's done a lot of videos with like Stale Sandback and um, Spencer Whiting, Gimbal God. So yeah, he's, he's up and coming. And whenever he has time to go out and shred and get some clips, I'm always begging him. I'm like, dude, let's do it. Let's go get some content. So yeah, that's super awesome. And of course, like I said, he's super talented. He has a really unique uh, filming style, which of course I think works perfectly for snowboarding and filming in general. So I, I always get hyped when I see brothers helping each other out. I have a twin brother and snowboarding is one of the the few ways that we are able to bond together. So it's always fun, but that's really awesome that you have your family to, to do one of your passions with. And I also read too that growing up, you had some kind of crazy half pipe skate ramp or something in a garage. Yeah, so we were unbelievably fortunate to have this place. It was called CJ's Board Shop. Um, so we kind of ran like a little bit of a skate shop out of this space in Gypsum. And my dad had one of his buddies who was like a framer come in and build like a 38 foot wide mini ramp. And then behind that one kind of sitting like the, going the other direction um, was like a, a 28 foot wide, seven foot tall or six foot tall with like seven foot tall extension. So we always just had people coming in and shredding and kind of ran it as like a skate shop too. We would sell decks and wheels and a little bit of clothing and shoes or wherever. So. It was yeah, so, a little bit of everything. <laughs> so, so blessed for that. That was like the best, best time of my life. I got to kind of get some experience in uh, the retail side of things too. It was so funny. I'd have people coming in and I was running the store. I was like 10 or 12. It was awesome. So yeah. I got to come see it. It was crazy. Yeah. If you ever have a setup like that again, just let us know and we'll come check it out. But uh, who are you sponsored by right now? Right now I am sponsored by Rockstar and Wabi Medical. I actually am curious, being that you are sponsored by Rockstar, I'm sure you've had a few of the different flavors. Uh, so do you, do you have a favorite flavor? I do like the marshmallow flavor. My other, I think my, my top one, my favorite would be the Guarana. It's like orange guava. It has like oh. Guarana in it. And it's like, um, it's almost like better for the mornings. It's like a ginger beer kind of thing almost. It tastes uh -huh. super good though, so. Yeah, it sounds really good. <laughs> That's my fave, I think. Yeah, I might have to try those. And the listeners too, you just heard from the best of the best. Those are his suggestions. So definitely go check those out. And hopefully soon, you know, we'll, we'll get you officially on board with us. But do you remember how you found out about Mountain Vibes? I know Justin got a chance to talk to your mom at Do Tour about you and about what we do, but do you remember when you when you really found out about us? Yeah, so that's actually how it all started. Do Tour, I guess it was last winter season, and they had like a tent and stuff set up. And I think maybe at the bottom of the half pipe, um, at Copper. Yeah, at Copper. My my mom and Justin had kind of linked up in the crowd, and I think my sister was there too. And so they had kind of talked a little bit about mountain vibes and then obviously happy healthy brain a little bit and then my mom was just like super stoked and and kind of came over to me I think I was in like the athletes tent or something and she kind of pulled me out and we started talking a little bit about about mountain vibes and how cool exploring like a future collaboration would be so that's kind of how it started yeah I'm, I'm glad that you were able to find us and we were finally able to reach out and link up and and here you are on our podcast. So it's, it's great. I love when things work out like that. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing what the future brings in this collaboration. I think there's a lot of a lot of synergy in this relationship. So it's, it should be cool. Oh, yeah. Especially with what you're trying to do with Happy Healthy Brain and everything, you know, I'm trying to create that awareness for everybody, you know, it's very important. 
exactly yeah and it's so cool what you guys do over at mountain vibes too i think that's really important for you know a lot of kids to have have an outlet and have you know people that are looking out for them when maybe they haven't for so long so yeah and especially like you know like you me and emily here we're all snowboarders and like we use that as like our positive outlet you know so trying to get that to other ones is so important exactly yeah snowboarding is just way too much fun so it's cool that you guys are trying to share that with everybody yeah so so cool so and then so you started doing contests pretty young right yeah i actually did like uh the usasa events and stuff and just like the the local ones i think i was doing those when i was eight i think is when i started so i started snowboarding actually when i was seven and then did a couple of those USASA events when I was eight and then got to go to the nationals and I think that's what kind of like sparked the the love for competing was just at a young age going to nationals and seeing all the all the big dudes tread and I mean at the time they were big dudes but they were probably like 14 and 15 which is crazy yeah. now because I feel old but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey just creating that drive you know it's yeah, awesome exactly yeah so have you always done half pipe or do you have any other disciplines like street style slip style I kind of love it all. I think um, I kind of got into competing half pipe just because those were my first invites to like pro events. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, yeah, what I like to do, I love it all. Like, you know, going and riding powder with the boys. If we go up to Vail Pass, go sled in. Um, I haven't got to do a lot of that this season just because the snow has been a little bit sketchy and I'm trying to stay safe. But yeah, I love, I love slope style too. I've been, you know, trying to get into slope style a bit more now that there's a few less half pipe events this season, but yeah, man, I love it all. I'd love to go get, get out in the streets and do, you know, some filming out there too. I think that would be fun. Just try to oh, get yeah. create a little part. Yeah, exactly. That would be cool. Yeah. So. so in case the listeners don't know, um, what are some of the podiums or contests that you've achieved and that you're most proud of? Oh man. You know, I don't have too many podiums, but I did, I did get a bronze at the locks open. I think that was 2019. And then I got a gold at the Dew Tour in 2017 or 18. And then a silver at X Games Half Pipe Session uh, 2020. So I think those would be like my highlights for sure. Oh, that's awesome, man. No, definitely, you know, m- more podiums than the most average individual. So that's awesome, man. That's <laughs> feeling. Appreciate that. So what was it like? Um, so you were on the Olympic team as well. What was that like? Um, that was crazy. That was so fun. Um, I kind of like wanted to do that ever since I started because because I kind of grew up watching all the snowboarding in the Olympics and you know watching like Sean and JJ and Louie and all those dudes and Greg Bretz and they were all going at it and um, that definitely sparked an interest for me so going was really cool kind of kind of like came full circle for me that was like a goal of mine since I was really young so that was a, a big yeah. accomplishment. But yeah, man, it was crazy. The whole experience was wild. We, you know, we're obviously in South Korea and the vibe was just, you know, a lot different there. Seoul was super cool to see. Um, and then we were kind of just out in the middle of nowhere. So the mountain towns and stuff that was interesting and the food was different and uh, a lot of media and stuff, which was crazy, but overall just a really cool experience. No, I can imagine, you know, just getting to be with everybody, you know what I mean? From all over the world, you're all there for the same reasons, you know, to compete exactly driving yeah. the environment you know so that's awesome did you ever face any obstacles trying to like get into the olympic team or anything like that yeah so recently i actually resigned from the u.s snowboard team just to kind of focus on uh, the foundation a little bit more um but yeah it's it's actually super political 
and, and getting invites and stuff is super hard. I think, um, you know, for example, somebody that's on the team might have their spots taken away from them for, for somebody that's not on the team that is like a big name, so to say, that's coming in and wanting to compete and wanting to go to the Olympics. They will, they will take that spot away from the person that is on the team um, for that reason. I'm not sure why, and that's just an example, but yeah, I think it's, it's also hard to get spots when you're off the team and you're not competing because they kind of go by the points list. And then sometimes it does get really political where they kind of do, you know, favorites and they pick who, who they like and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. I could definitely see that being the, how the system is and everything that, you know, they want people that are out there being all the PR and everything and then having both ends of being able to ride, you know, who people are going to like as well um, to watch and everything. So I yeah, can exactly. definitely see how that is a process. Did you have to train year round to um, get into the Olympic team or anything like that? I did kind of hustle pretty hard the summer before the Olympic season. Um, I was just in the gym a lot, trying to get strong and stuff and yeah, snowboarding a ton, trying to learn more tricks. And then when, you know, the, the event season came around, I was prepared and stuff. Did you ride year round as well? Um, do you try to? Yeah. You know, I spent some time in the fall in like Switzerland. I think we went to Sasfe and we did a, maybe we didn't do it that year, but usually people go to like Austria or Switzerland. And then in the summertime, like Mammoth and Mount Hood, and even like going to the um, COE, which is the center of excellence in Park City that the UST center runs. That was definitely a, a perk of being on the US team was, was their big gym and their uh, coaches and stuff. So yeah, having that all at your disposal um, to be able to make you a better rider, you know what I mean? So that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. What was your favorite place to train at? Oh man, I would say locks in Switzerland. It's just cause like the half pipe was just immaculate constantly best one in the world for sure. And shouts to Jeremy Carpenter for working his magic. Cause he cuts that pipe usually, but I think locks, it's just beautiful. And um, the food's good and it's super expensive, but it's, <laughs> it's like bougie and awesome. And I love Switzerland. So I'd say locks. That's awesome. No, I, I've never been to locks, but that's definitely like a must on my list for sure. Like that I'm trying to do within the next like two years for sure. You guys got to go. There's a whole yeah. park too. Like once you get off, if, like just the main lift you take to the top, there's a park that's, it has to be like a mile or two long. It's crazy. There's just so many features and it's like just a lot of transition and it's sick. So yeah. Top to bottom runs like that. And just long runs, park runs like that. Just get so creative and fun, you know? Yeah, so fun. So what would you say your favorite experience about being on the Olympic team and everything would be? I think it was really cool to see all the support that I had like from my my local community before going that we did like a little send off and some of the people that my parents knew that kind of worked in the county and stuff they put together this whole send off for me at like the town amphitheater and you know we did like a giveaway and there was a crazy turnout a lot of people came to see and, and send me off and I think just to see that to see actually like how big the impact was even before I went um, and how much support I had from, from the people here. It was really cool, especially being, you know, having been lived here my whole life. So that was cool to see. Yeah. To see the support from the community and have them all come yeah. around for you. You know, that's, that's awesome. That was right. And speaking of having so much support from your community in the last episode, we talked about how, you know, sometimes us 
members of the public who aren't the top dog riders out there get a little nervous to meet our favorite riders. And, and obviously you're well known. So I'm kind of curious, have you ever had a fan or somebody who absolutely loved you go crazy when they met you or just be super nervous and ask for a picture? Have you, have you ever had any experiences like that? I don't think not too much and nothing that was like overly crazy, but there was definitely a few times, I think like at the bottom of us open where there was a couple like little kids that were super stoked to be there and, and see everybody. And um, I said hi to them. And I think I, I don't know, I like gave my goggles away and some gloves and stuff, just threw them to the crowd. And I think people were hyped on that. So that was cool, but yeah, not, not nothing crazy. That's super cool though. People love getting goggles and stuff like that from their favorite writers. And that makes me think of, I remember a couple of years ago, I saw this video clip of Torstein Horgmo and he took his helmet and his goggles off after his X Games triple cork and just decked some poor woman in the crowd uh, straight to the dome, as he would say. So hopefully you gave uh, those kids your goggles a little bit gentler. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen that video. It's awesome. Shout out to Torstein. He's the GOAT. He definitely, I think, went over and apologized and gave her a hug or something. <laughs> totally. And of course, speaking of, you know, getting hit in the head, I'm sure over the past few years, riding all the time, you've probably had a few injuries yourself. And I've heard that you've gotten quite a few concussions too, right? Yeah, it's crazy. That's, you know, been a big part of my life, especially since I started snowboarding. The last 14 years have been kind of filled with different hits to my head and stuff. And um, that was one of the main reasons that I started Happy Healthy Brain Foundation was my struggles trying to find treatment after having to deal with symptoms or during dealing with symptoms and stuff. So that was a big reason why I started the foundation. And, and a lot of my friends too, you know, I've seen people deal with symptoms and whether that's being depressed or having mood swings or headaches every day, I've definitely lost some friends to head injuries, which sucks. Um, but that is the world we live in, you know? So that's something that I found interest in trying to kind of, I guess, help people that are dealing with those symptoms too. And our goal is to really add objective information into the advancement and the assessment of neurological issues. That's super interesting. And it is unfortunate how many people do struggle with symptoms after hitting their head. You know, unfortunately, I am no stranger to the world of concussions. I think a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people in snowboarding feel the same. And and even for me, you know, five years ago, a lot of people have seen uh, pictures and videos from my own uh, little snowboarding accident. And I smacked into this rubber tire and flew like... Yeah, the tire. It's that video. I feel like 10 feet down. I had a helmet on, which, you know, saved my life, but I, I hit my head so hard. It cracked my helmet, cracked my goggles. It was insane, but I still have to go to physical therapy once a week, you know, and, um, to, to help manage some of those symptoms of balance and nausea, vertigo. So I definitely think that having a foundation like yours is super important. And when I heard that Uh, your history of concussions is part of what led you to create the Happy Healthy Brain Foundation. It's obviously very intrigued. And what exactly do you do for the public and and athletes in general? Right. And so I was just going to say, I didn't know that you had, you know, a TBI. We should definitely get you a scan. And these scans scans is really what the, the basis of the foundation is trying to do. So 
these brain scans that we conduct, um, I, well, I'll start first with, we, we made a partnership with Wabi Medical. They make this device that um, gives you objective information through their reports that they generate. And it basically is this helmet that sits on your head, has like 20 electrodes, and it reads um, the electricity coming off of your brain in microvolts and in millionths of a second. So there's kind of like this dashboard report that will pop up after we give you a scan. It only takes anywhere from like 30 to an hour long. Um, but this dashboard comes up and it basically tells you the strength of the power your brain's producing and then how fast your brain is. So physical reaction time, brain reaction time, brain reaction voltage are kind of like the generalized metrics that pop up on this, on this dash. But as a foundation, what we're really trying to do is help the community with assessment and treatment and even diagnosis by connecting them with practitioners and physicians and stuff after they get these brain scans. So we're trying to get everybody brain scans that basically generate objective data about how fast and how strong your brain's working. So if there you know, is an accident that occurs or someone is older and they're prone to cognitive decline, you know, or um, someone who's in concussion prone sports like us that just has had a couple concussions or has a bad one, if they have a baseline first, and that's what we're calling them is these baseline brain scans, if they have a baseline first and if anything happens, you can do subsequent ones to see your brain's physiology until it's basically normal again. And that's when you have the confidence to go back out to play. So that sounds super awesome. And again, I think it's something that's really important and it's cool that you can use your systems, not only for athletes who are in these, you know, high impact prone sports, but also for people who have um, like older people who have cognitive issues that just want a baseline test that want to see if they're improving at all, or maybe it's declining and getting a little bit worse and how they can make adjustments to, you know, better themselves. So I definitely think that's super important. And I assume that, you know, you're working with a pretty, uh, you know, extensive team. So would you like to, you know, shout, shout anybody out who's on your team that you're working with? Yeah. And shout out to the whole um, happy, healthy brain team. Everybody's been working really hard. <laughs> we have like Oh, I think we're at like six, six full-time employees right now. So it's really crazy and just cool to be cool to be doing something like this. I think if I could just touch on real quick, I think after snowboarding for a lot of professional athletes, it's really difficult to find something that you are not only passionate about, but something that you can, um, you know, do for, for a long time and kind of, you know, give back also. I don't think a lot of people, mm -hmm have an easy time finding something that they can do to get back. So this for me is just so powerful. And yeah, I mean, lately we've, we've just partnered with amazing brains. They have offices in Avon, they have offices in Frisco and they're actually looking at a place up in Eagle now. So shout out to amazing brains. They do um, neuromodulation, neuromeditation kind of stuff. And I want to say shout out to Wavi medical for being awesome. They're, you know, such an awesome company. Everybody that works there is really customer service based and make sure that, um, you know, we have what we need when we need it and that, you know, the communication is, is seamless and everything's awesome. Shout out to Aspen Integrative Medicine. That's a, a practitioner that we're working with out of Basalt. They do um, a lot, a lot of crazy different kind of treatments. We're actually going to do a study with them involving like intranasal platelet rich plasma injections. Um, and then also shout out to Dave Jensen. Dr. Dave is up in Basalt as well. And he works out of an office that does a lot of intracranial adjustments 
and chiropractic stuff and some like nasal ballooning. I went in there for nasal ballooning to help with my headaches and stuff like that. So that was awesome. And then also a Kirk Hartley, shout out to Kirk over at the Colorado Center for Hyperbarics. They do the hyperbaric oxygen chamber treatments, which is just awesome. And that's over in um, Basalt as well. So we have a super cool team and everybody just wants to help and, you know, bring awareness to the things that we can do to help improve our brains, basically. So shout out. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, it's so cool to hear that you obviously have a large amount of support behind what you're doing and they're working hard because it's important to them too. So I love to hear that. And I'm sure the listeners are super intrigued as well. Where can they go to find out more information on what you're doing and, and potentially maybe get in touch? Yeah. So please go to happyhealthybrainfoundation.org. That will be our website. And that kind of has all the information on there, how many scans we've done. That'll kind of pop up in the beginning. And there's a three minute video on the homepage that I recommend everybody watches. It's super, super informative. And then we have a social media page. It's at underscore happy, healthy brain. And we definitely need to be more active on there, but there's some cool stuff that we've done that we posted about. And yeah, just, I think the website's really informative. So that's a good, a good place to start. We at Mountain Vibes will definitely have that linked on our Instagram pages too. So you can have easy access to find it. And I do actually have a pretty, I guess, interesting question that I have thought a little bit about. Of course, you have had these concussions, I assume, while you were part of the U.S. team. What kind of support, if any, did you get while you were you know, struggling with your symptoms of concussions or having the initial impact of concussions? What kind of support did they offer? Yeah, you know, and that's a tough question to answer. I think a lot of the support comes from being a self-advocate first and maybe reaching out to find support. And that's hard to do because as you mentioned with your with your traumatic brain injury, you almost are put into a state of denial. And that's that's a cause of the of the actual injury. You know, you your brain is telling you that you're fine because it's, you know, it's not. And um it was, it was definitely hard for me to get support, I think, because when I did see the doctors that were traveling with the team, if I ever had a head injury, their assessment of, of you know, head injury was subjective, so to say. There was no objective data. Um, and so that's really where this Wavi medical device comes into play and I think can really help out with the assessment of these injuries. And we're actually, I'm funding a study right now with Dr. Jeffrey Kutcher. He's the head neurologist at at the US Olympic team for winter sports, I I believe. And they're using it as an assessment tool in their concussion protocols. I think we have 30 30 people baselined already and we've had um, a couple people come back in for concussions. So that's amazing. Yep, pretty cool stuff. That's being used as an assessment tool, which will hopefully be integrated into the team and cover, you know, all of all of U.S. Olympic sports. And then hopefully that will all trickle down into, you know, the amateur kind of leagues and stuff like that. So that's definitely incredible. And again, you have found yourself a way to give back to the team and provide those athletes with something that maybe you weren't able to get at the time. So I definitely think that speaks a lot to your character, too, that you're putting all your energy towards, you know, helping other people as well. So no, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. It's cool stuff to be involved in. I just want to help. So I love it. And we briefly talked about some of the symptoms like headaches and maybe, you know, anxiety, depression, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm sure that you've suffered from some of those symptoms. 
Um, but how are you doing now in terms of your, you know, mental and your physical health and, and all that? Yeah, I appreciate you asking. Um, I'm doing pretty good. It's definitely a process. Definitely. I feel on my way to recovery. I think the biggest, the biggest symptoms I have derived from head injuries are like lack of sleep or trouble sleeping, um, mood swings, anxiety. I'll just get random headaches. What else? You know, that's, that's pretty much it. I've, I do have a hard time with mood swings and anxiety right before I go to bed at night. It's just like impossible for me to fall asleep. My head's just racing. My mind is racing. So those are things that I've dealt with, but I'm on the path to recovery, I believe. And um, I'm actually doing doing a little study with my dad, we're going to hop on, I won't say the name, but there's this supplement company that we're partnering with, hopefully. And we're going to take these supplements for um, a month. These are nootropics for your brain. And we're going to use the Wavi device to assess before and after to see our brain physiology, hopefully change and get better. And then obviously we'll get a, a physician and a clinician's opinion on on the data that we generate um, because we're purely just assessment and trying to assess, but that'll be super cool. And I'm hoping that that helps. And if it does, then, you know, I want to spread that as awareness to other people that are still struggling with symptoms and stuff. I'd love for you to try them if, if they work and, you know, um, yeah, I appreciate you asking. How are, how are yours? How are, how are things going? You know, there's some good days and some bad days. Um, it's definitely all about baby steps. You know, I'll take my small victories when I can. I mainly now I just get really lightheaded sometimes. I also can't sleep. I have some pretty severe vertigo, it's, uh, super uncomfortable. And that's kind of what I'm going to physical therapy for. I just came back from a treatment. I'm I'm going to some guys at this place in Carlsbad. That's where a lot of professional snowboarders go. You know, I'm interested to hearing how your study goes. Of course, you know, if there is any progress, I will be the first in line to test it out. But, you know, thanks for asking too. I feel like, you know, this is such a hidden illness, I guess you could call it, where not a lot of people may know that, you know, you're experiencing the things that you are. So again, the fact that you're spreading awareness uh, about it is super cool to me. So right on. Yeah, you'll be the first to know if, if it helps me. I'll definitely relay that info to you. And I think, um, yeah, a big part of the foundation too is just trying to also end the stigma um, around mental health and, you know, keeping that to yourself. I think the first kind of step of getting help would be to self-advocate, you know, advocate for yourself, go tell somebody that you're dealing with these issues, try to get help. That's kind of where it all starts. So yeah, ending the stigma around um, keeping it to yourself. So Absolutely. And speaking of ending stigmas and things too, we've seen that you're also working on another project called The Flip Side, which I've seen on YouTube. So can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah, The Flip Side is a little series. I think it was a four-part series that I did with uh, Megan Gallagher. She's a two-times TEDx speaker, advocate for mental health. She's such a, you know, such a good person, great friend of mine. I'm lucky to call her a friend. She reached out over Instagram. So we ended up talking and linking for this podcast that we did, basically like a four series podcast. And I think it's going to be featured in the New York Times March issue, hopefully the March mental health issue. That's what we're banking on. I think that would be really cool. But yeah, basically just trying to spread awareness about mental health and ending the stigma around it. And you know, letting people get a little insight to some of our daily routines and stuff that we do. And um, talked about happy, healthy brain a little bit and how I got into snowboarding and, 
is kind of what Megan's been up to. She goes around to different colleges and does talks and stuff about mental health. And it was super cool to do that. Hopefully that we'll have um, more of those on the way. So. Yeah, that's, you know, of course, again, I say the word incredible. I think a lot of what you're doing is really impressive and super important. And I love to hear that you're such a strong advocate, especially for youth. Obviously, I'm sure you inspire a lot of people, but is there anybody inside or outside of snowboarding that inspires you? Yeah, definitely. I have definitely a lot of inspiration from music. Um, And it's kind of just, I would say, a variety of different artists, but I think just music as a whole really inspires me. I think in snowboarding, I look up to Matt Ladley a lot. He's kind of taken me under his wing and kind of showed me the ropes of life outside snowboarding. I think that's super important for people to kind of find something that that they can do after their careers. So yeah, shout out to Matt Ladley. That kid has just done so much for me. He's taken me under his wing and really showed me the ropes, I think. And yeah, I look up to Louis Vito a lot. Louis is just like always a positive guy. He's always on one and, and spreading love and joy. And I think that's really important. I think snowboarding has a little bit too much cool guy syndrome going. I think there's way too much, you know, like I need to be cool and and maybe talk crap on somebody or, you know, like that's that's what will make you cool if you're hard and you're, I don't know, indestructible, you know, because we really aren't. And, you know, people are dealing with stuff derived from trying to be those people. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's some, some issues with snowboarding, but also a lot of people that I look up to in snowboarding and um, yeah, it's just, it's awesome to be a part of that and, and uh, be able to say that I've done it. So it's cool. You know, Jarrett and I will both say, and I'm sure all the listeners too, that you are very humble and, you know, you, you seem like an all around really genuine person. And I think that is, you know, like you said, it's pretty rare to find, Uh, that in the snowboarding industry, especially now, I definitely think that you stand out from the crowd in that way. And that is, you know, a positive way to stand out. So thank you. No, I really appreciate that. I think, yeah. And just a message to all the kids real quick, like, don't try to be the cool guy, be yourself, do what your heart says, follow your heart, try to have fun, do stuff that you enjoy doing. Don't care about what other people think. You know, if you if you like doing something that maybe makes you seem a little bit weird or, you know, maybe people laugh about as long as you like that, do that, because like that's what's important is making yourself happy and, and not really caring what other people think. Um, but, yeah, just do what you want. Follow your heart. Yeah, because at the end of the day, no one's going to take care of you like yourself, you know, so you might as well do the things you love. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of like comes into play for me. I really try to just do what I want to do. And like over the past, over the past year, I've really figured out that like, you can do everything that you set your mind to. And if it's something that you really want to do, like you can get it done. Um, whether it's just like persistence and staying on someone or staying on something. And, um, that's something that I've realized is like, you can actually create your own reality. So with these kids watching, like, please guys, just do what you want to do. If you have dreams, like do what you think will help you achieve that. And, uh, yeah, just do like what's fun because that's what that's what it's all about. That's what life's about. You gotta gotta enjoy it. So I love that. Yeah, no, that was amazing. And then speaking of things that you like love to do, what are some things that you love to do outside of snowboarding? I heard that you like to make music and some things yeah. like that. Yeah, I love making music. That's like one of my my biggest passions, I would say, aside from snowboarding. Um, and then just running this this foundation, Happy Healthy Brain, has has become a really big passion of mine. You know, over the last like year, we've 
we've helped a lot of people. We did a, a study with a traumatic brain injury group and we brought like an AV unit to them, which is like this audiovisual brainwave entrainment device that they kind of could put on before sleep and when they wake up and stuff to try and see if it would help improve their lifestyle. Because a lot of these people were like severely affected by their traumatic brain injury. So yeah, just, you know, running the foundation has been super cool and a way for me to give back, which makes me feel good. So I love doing that. And then um, again, making music, that's just like one of my main passions. I make like hip hop music, but it's almost in its own genre just because I'm not trying to really follow. Yeah, like, do your own thing. Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to just like do what I think sounds good. And if people like it, cool. If they don't, cool. I'm, I'm up for whatever. It's so. for your it's for your own enjoyment, you know? It's for me, yeah. I'm yeah, exactly. Enjoyment. And if people like it along the way, you know, more power to them. Yeah, straight up. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. What inspired you to actually get into like music producing your own style? Yeah, you know, I think I I first was inspired by hip hop music when I was I want to say I was like I was so young. I might have been like 10 years old and I was in a van with Aspen Ski and Snowboard Club driving to Mount Hood um and the coach at the time was driving and freestyling to these like YouTube beats that we would put on somehow. I don't know how we would get them back then, but they had like a library of beats or whatever. So they would play it and freestyle and they would just go around the car freestyling and taking turns. And that was like, that started by my love for it. I was like, dang, this is so cool. So I started freestyling a lot. And then I was like, man, I got to figure out a way to record this. Um, so then I went and got like a mic and just kind of plugged it into my computer and, and yeah, the rest is like history. I just kept doing it. So that's awesome. No, I love like that, how it came about, you know, like just in the car, passing the time, everybody trying to incorporate one another and just making the most out of it, you know? Exactly. That was definitely like one of my fondest memories, I think. So Are you strictly like hip hop or do you have like your own, I guess you could say, do you like to go from EDM or like hip hop genre or special blend? Yeah, what there's there's definitely a special blend of stuff that I like to like to listen to. I'd say I listen to more hip hop, but a lot of the stuff that's coming out nowadays is almost like punkish and like, mm -hmm. like there's a rock vibe to it. So like rock, hip hop, punk kind of vibe. And I don't even know if I'd classify the stuff I make into a genre. It's kind of, it can be super different. Like it varies. Like sometimes I'll get a beat from my homie and I actually don't pr produce shout out to um chucky my bro jordan wanchuk he like produces all the beats for me and sends them my way so i just record on them and send them back and he'll like mix it master it um but yeah it's mostly just like i would say more of a hip-hop vibe and there's some stuff that's like edm and some stuff that's like a little punk that i haven't put out yet but yeah and so for the listeners where can they find some of your music so i'll some of my stuff is on Spotify. I have been keeping a lot of my stuff under wraps just because I am not in my, my full potential to like release it yet. I feel like mm -hmm. I can keep getting better. So I almost want to like stock up all this stuff and then, and then release it. But yeah, Spotify, SoundCloud, and you just search my name, Jake Pates, and it'll be there. Perfect. Perfect. I will definitely be looking that up. <laughs> Hope you rock with it. Oh, definitely. I think Dutour recently released like an on rotation with Jake Pates too, right? Um, with some of your favorite music that you listen to. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that was cool. We did a little interview with my boy Ozzy over at Dutour and uh, just went through like some of my favorite songs I've been jamming to and I created like a 10 song playlist for them. So definitely go check out that. It's on rotation on Spotify. I will be adding that to my list. <laughs> awesome. And in addition to um, snowboarding, your music, all your other kind of hobbies, we also heard that you're 
a little bit of a gamer too. What kind of games do you like to play? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I haven't had too much time lately to do that. I've been slammed busy, but when I do get the time, I'll hang out with my brother and we'll play like some Fortnite on Xbox or like Call of Duty. So that's always always a good way to pass extra time if you've got it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's always super fun. And that's what I went to school for. I want to be a video game programmer. So no way. Um, that's so cool. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big closet nerd. Please <laughs> stream. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> start streaming. That'd be so cool. I'd watch yeah. it. Will do. And I also um, want to mention too, that we'll all be able to meet up face to face here pretty soon. I know that in a couple of weeks, you'll be attending our nonprofit fundraiser event at the Spoon Cafe in Keystone, Colorado on March 20th. Oh yeah. No, I'm super excited for that. Yeah. It's going to be awesome to meet you guys face to face and yeah. just kind of see the support the community has everybody come out and and show your face and hang out and meet everybody and it'll be super cool i'm bringing some stuff um i think we're doing like a giveaway so i'll be bringing a few snowboards and some helmets and like a couple pairs of bindings so don't miss your chance to to get on that definitely and for all the listeners out there who will be in the area we invite you to drop by we'll be auctioning off some really cool stuff including some gear from our amazing podcast sponsors mountain vibes and pearl wax and you'll even have a chance to win some of the stuff that Jake will be bringing as well as a few other pro athletes so you don't want to miss out on that um so come hang out say hi it'll be a good time and of course it's for a good cause it's going to be a great time let's get real in yeah <laughs> well Jake i want to thank you for coming on to our show It's been a real pleasure to hear all about your perspective and your experiences and how much of an impact, a positive impact at that, that you're making in communities all over. So much. Thanks for having me, you guys. This was, this was super fun. Great to talk to you. And yeah, like you're saying, I just want to help. And yeah, if you guys are dealing with any neurological issues at all, whether it's, you know, mental issues or physically, just yeah, reach out, go to happyhealthybrainfoundation.org and, and try to seek some help. For sure. And if you are not following him already, definitely go check out his page on Instagram at Jake Pates to learn more about what he's up to. And of course, see some amazing quality writing content. Again, I want to thank our amazing podcast sponsors, Mountain Vibes and Pearl Wax. For the full range of performance-driven products, Pearl Wax has just about everything you need for on-snow speed. So check them out at pearlwax.com and use code VIBES or check them out on their Instagram at Pearl Wax. On the next podcast, we will be interviewing another really fantastic writer who is also one of Jake's close friends. We will be airing those episodes on the first and third Friday of every month. So if anyone would like to reach out, please do so via Instagram at Mountain Vibes or send us an email at info at mountainvibes.com. We always enjoy hearing from you guys and answering any questions that you may have for us. So that's all we have for today's show. Thanks for listening. Be safe, stay happy, and get outside.